0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 a new video to the channel. That's right. The week three values, top values. We'll be looking at the top three values at each of the main positions on DraftKings this week this will be filtered over to fanduel we'll talk about it on super for each of the three as well so we're here we're replacing this with the waiver wire video if you like waiver wire talk honestly i don't really like it all that much it's pretty straightforward it's pretty simple there's like three guys you're gonna try and add you'll probably get one of them or have a chance to and there's like one to two guys you probably shouldn't add even though people are trying to like fucking dusty old cordell patterson this week or dusty old mark ingram the week before that we talk about those guys over on TikTok already and there's not much that needs to be said after that so i want to try and get as much value in these youtube videos weekly as possible and i don't want to put three videos out in a day with the waiver wire one so this is going to be replacing that so the top values at every single position the top three hey if you like this video at any point at any point here please do please do hit the follow button the subscribe button whatever you got to do so let's start with the quarterback position as you see they pop up on the screen and there's the three daniel jones justin herbert and trevor lawrence and let's discuss them and let's discuss the value what does that mean that value ranking so there's projection value and super jeff projection super jeff will be sponsoring this show super draft has fifty thousand dollar first ten thousand dollar first contest and still the contests don't fill so last week when the contest filled that 85 percent 15% of the field you beat them just by entering a lineup that's never going to happen on DraftKings these days because they have such good marketing and they fill their contests SuperDraft, you have to beat less of the field to win money so it's fantastic and it's a legit price pools with fit 10k 50k 5k 8k type contests to first every single week over there use the code south for 20 bucks but we'll talk about SuperDraft as we go through this so the value is going to be a factor of the price it's going to be a bang for your buck so like daniel jones i have projected for 21.2 points he's not a top five projected player for me he's like my number eight or nine projected quarterback he's a value he's a gpp type of sleeper if you play cash i guess he's involved in that but what the fuck is cash but daniel jones is the number two graded passer according to pro football focus so far in Football. He's behind Tom Brady and then it's Daniel Jones. And that's while playing behind the dead last ranked offensive line in terms of time to throw and the 27th ranked overall offensive line when you factor in the run blocking. And now this week, he's going to get potentially the best matchup he can for his team's biggest weakness, their offensive line. He's going to get the 32nd ranked pass rush of Atlanta, one that has Grady Jarrett and nobody else. Coming into the year, they look like a bottom two pass rush with the Texans. And yes, they still are. So now he has a good spot here, but his offensive line is so bad that it's still a negative pass blocking advantage, according to Pro Football Focus when you factor in the exact personnel on each side. Brutal for him, but he has Sterling Shepard. And when we have a Daniel Jones or quarterbacks on this list for the values, we're looking at GPPs mainly. This type of a show, at least for me, you can take this as you will if you want to for cash. But again, what the fuck is cash? So what are your stacking options? Sterling Shepard is your stacking option, your main priority stacking option. Galladay is still out there, seeing some a good amount of air yards and some targets. So those are your main guys. But he gets Saquon Barkley back for some quick plays. He'll get Evan Ingram hopefully back next week, coming off of the IR short-term IR instead of Kyle Rudolph, who is not that athletic. I mean, compared to me, Kyle Rudolph is very very athletic he's very athletic i probably still beat the motherfucker in a 10k but he is not athletic compared to an evan ingram or these other types of athletes in the nfl so daniel jones is sort of a a sneakier gpp stack this week it's a good matchup that he's going to find himself in it's it's really like do i want to go to daniel jones though when there's 55 plus implied totals probably not but that's the way it projects out the second guy yeah i really do want to go to justin herbert there's a chance he's the highest home quarterback by the end of the week my guess is maybe it's a mahomes or a murray one of those two expensive guys or somebody a little bit lower down or maybe a tom brady right but herbert is going to look good he's a the top five projected quarterback for me. He's my number two value. He doesn't look as good over on Super Draft. Daniel Jones is actually my highest projected play, as you can see a high total there, 32.86, projected for three more points than anybody else. That's your Super Draft quarterback, if you are curious. But Herbert's a top 10 quarterback rated wise. He's a borderline top 12 adjusted completion percentage guy. His offensive line is a little bit banged up. They've had to go against Micah Parsons last week, and the week before that, they had to go against the Washington football team. So this is going to be a much easier advantage for them, as now they face the 30th ranked pass rush, a bottom 10 secondary so far, and the number 32 overall defense, the dead last ranked defense so far through two weeks is this Kansas City Chiefs. Their only decent part of their defense is their run defense. And Herbert doesn't have to worry about that. And their main running back, who's an extension of the run with nine catches on nine targets, Austin Eckler, is not going to have to worry about that. Herbert averaging 7.7 yards per attempt, just two touchdowns through two games. He's going over 300 yards a game so far with 675 on the year. He's getting you that bonus on DraftKings. He's eventually going to score multiple touchdowns in a game with a 55-plus implied total that likely that likely starts to become today. So Herbert's going to be the number two quarterback and the number three is mainly a price play, but if he can keep this game close, he will be interesting and it makes Kyler Murray even more interesting with those Arizona stacks. They have a 52, 53 implied total. Now the total continues to ride. Trevor Lawrence is a nice cheaper play. He's looked terrible through two weeks, 5.4 yards per attempt, five interceptions so far. Not a lot of talk about how bad he's looked compared to Zach Wilson because Wilson obviously threw four, five in one game. Lawrence averaging 225 yards per game. He's the 38th ranked quarterback right now. So, so far there's been 41 graded quarterbacks for pro football focus right now the only guys that have been worse than trevor lawrence are ryan fitzpatrick who did not get to have any attempts at all right you're talking about like eight snaps davis mills who looked brutal and jacob easton who has not taken many snaps just five so trevor lawrence is arguably and he probably is the worst starting quarterback not named davis mills after thursday night football happens right now in the nfl through two weeks pretty damn crazy so why is he on this list well arizona secondary yes week one they held tennessee down in a weird fluky way but getting five sacks on ryan fitzpatrick kind of putting them in a lot of third and longs being able to set up some different coverages helps that right but their secondary like last week when you saw in minnesota it's not that good it's probably a bottom 10 expected points added secondary as the season goes on their pass rush is going to be solid but for the most part they're bad at tackling bottom two there and they're bad at stopping the run bottom two there so this is going to be an offense that's able to hopefully you would assume at least move the ball now they're underdogs in this one by a decent amount and that's what you want to see you want to see more james robinson routes run and less carlos Hyde carries to stop killing the clock Lavisca chenault whether in or out there's still two wide receivers that can help trevor lawrence move the ball he loses james o'shaughnessy which is a shame but still two wide receivers to help him move the ball lawrence does have a decent offensive line right he's going to come in here with a decent offensive line the dead rat last ranked passing attack so far but they're throwing a ton and the 30 second overall offense shout out urban meyer for that one so you're going to go up against a number two pass rush you're going to have a minus 26 percent pass blocking advantage i'm probably not that gung-ho to play lawrence i'd rather go to daniel jones a little bit lower down who has a much better offensive line advantage and easier just sterling shepherd stacking with that try and get a run back on the opposite side but lawrence is interesting in play lawrence i want him to do well mainly for my kyler murray stacks That's that's the main draw here so there's your quarterbacks the top three values at that position we slide on a late night over to the running back position now and here's the top three values and it's going to be some names you know and one name that might actually make you throw your your, your your remote at your tv close your laptop put your phone down and sigh and say it's okay it's okay it's okay and that's going to be joe mixon deandre swift and here's your man Clyde everett's because he's only 4800 dollars. joe mixon looks great 20 plus opportunities in back-to-back weeks not just total but on the ground alone just 20 carries they want to run the ball for whatever reason even though they have three great receivers it's probably because their offensive line stinks and they don't want Joe Burrow to tear his ACL again Joe Mixon is currently the number three graded player in pro football focused running backs he's one of the most talented running backs he's up there with the Nick Jones or the the Nick Chubbs of the world it might just be him and Nick Chubb as the most talented running backs in the NFL Saquon Barkley's up there right those are the guys that stand out just screaming different freaks of nature what they can do with the ball in their hands not just on the ground but in the receiving game as well for Mixon and Saquon Mixon already has 49 carries not even factoring in what he's doing in the receiving game right now he's averaging about four yards per attempt he's gonna have a more difficult matchup though this week it's sort of the do you give a shit about the defenses will he get Get there in the passing game because this pittsburgh run defense currently ranks through two weeks number one in the nfl 19th in tackling and you're getting a run offensive since you ranking six but their run blocking ranks 25th so their offensive line is going to be overpowered it is a negative 21 percent pass block run blocking advantage for Joe Mixon so the projection looks great the price point is too cheap but your concerns are the fact that the matchup might be a little bit difficult if that keeps people away from him I'm fine to go there because I have him projected as you can see as a very solid play not just on uh, not just on uh DraftKings but on SuperDraft at 24.5 points next up is the man who got three garbage time receptions for like 30 yards 20 yards against the Packers got you a couple extra points there 12 fantasy points and that man's name is DeAndre Swift who is just massively too cheap DeAndre Swift should be nowhere near his current price point at 16.3 points for me he grades that as my number two overall value Swift right now is Averaging eight targets per game as a running back through the first two weeks. He has a nice matchup against Baltimore, who's borderline bottom five in the league, allowing one and a half yards before contact. So imagine what Swift's going to do with the ball in his hands. They just have to keep the game close for him to get a little bit more attempts. Detroit's biggest part of their offense is run blocking. They want to run the ball. Baltimore, on the other side of this one, wants to run the ball. Maybe it keeps the game close. Detroit ranks number four in run blocking right now, and Baltimore ranks 26th in tackling and about middle of the pack in run defense. It is a positive 37% run blocking advantage this week for deandre swift and yeah yeah you get the passing game as well as jared goff is loving to check down to both him and jamal williams through the first two weeks over 30 percent of his passes are going to running backs and then finally forty eight hundred dollar Clyde delaire got a fumble hasn't done anything through the first two weeks of the season week one at least he had 17 touches and 70 total yards this past week they didn't give him any targets he one time he on a screenplay they set up for him patrick holmes was going to throw it to him and said fuck that and he turned the other way and and threw it to like a fullback or a tight end or a third string tight end Clyde ever not looking too good but they put his price point where the backup running backs are jeremy mcnichols is the same price this week i put a tweet out as Clyde average Lair. that makes no sense to me look Clyde average Lair, if he's low owned i go to him right now as of this recording on wednesday morning it's too soon to tell he's gonna be like middle of the pack ownership we'll see as more content drops i suspect he comes up there it's only a gpp play but it's just a cheap play cheap exposure to the game because i don't think they're gonna give him zero snaps this week oh but Clyde average Lair cost them the game yeah and Patrick Mahomes through an interception about two plays before that so i I don't, I don't know what we're gonna be saying here if you're gonna just assume that he's now benched for the season season their first round pick from last year but 13.1 fantasy points not a play for me over on super Draft, but he's a play over on DraftKings because his price point should be at least 5,500 at least 5,600 in my opinion I was shocked to see 4,800 in the first look the Chiefs have a positive positive 43 percent run blocking advantage you just saw Zeke and Tony Pollard take advantage of this Chargers run defense last week KC ranks 31st, though, in run offense, but they do rank decent in run blocking about middle of the pack and 14th. And the Chargers rank 30th right now in run defense, eighth in tackling. So Clyde Edward it's an ownership play for me. Right now, based on his ownership at 10%, I'm fine putting him in my game stacks. I'm not stacking him with Patrick Mahomes, but it's more so if you're stacking up Justin Herbert, you're running back on the opposite side, say with a Tyree Kill and a Clyde Everts slair for the cheap because you can just fit him in there. Makes the stack work. And now before we get to the running backs, I want to let you know about the sponsor of the program, and that is going to be Super Draft. And here's their offerings for this week, this week's main slate. I mean, these are a lot of great contest $50,000 to first 10k to first 5k to first 5k to first right and here's the thing now it's very early but last week this contest only got about like eight to nine thousand people in it in some of these contests so what does that mean that means if the contest is only filling at 80 to 90 percent let's say it fills at 80 percent this week right 80 percent. that means 20 percent of the field doesn't fill that means if you enter a lineup and it scores one point and hopefully if your lineup will score one point it will trust me you beat 20 percent of the field without having to do anything because they did not enter it the site and super jeff still has to put it in there that is going to be overlay right right? That is, a, that is called. That is overlay. And that is not does not exist at all in DraftKings these days. Maybe you get a half a percentage of overlay. You literally have to beat 20% less of the field. So you literally have to beat less of the field, right? And I, I'm already telling you, the best running back play, the best quarterback play in the slate is Daniel Jones. The best running back projected plays for me on SuperDraft right now, if you wanted to try and build out a lineup, are Joe Mixon. It's Chris Carson. Guys who have higher multipliers would be guys like DeAndre Swift, Najee Harris those guys all stand out as top plays on super job now obviously ownership matters and after this video comes out a lot of people are going to be having the same idea but if you were to go here Daniel Jones and then you go over to the running back position and you throw in there hey, Joe Mixon right there bang and you throw in there a DeAndre Swift from who we've talked about so far those are basically my highest projected plays at each position there you go now you have to fill out the rest of the lineup wide receivers tight ends and a flex spot and yes This is a fifty dollars dollar first contest that will not fill. You will have to beat about 85 to 80% of the field instead of 100% of the field. There's no better spot this weekend, no better spot to make money based on the odds and the game theory of it than SuperDraft because the contests still do not fill because their marketing is nowhere near up to par as DraftKings because DraftKings just dumps a fucking billion dollars a year into marketing, literally a billion dollars. So if you want a free $20 to start off on SuperDraft, your first deposit, you can use the code SAL. They'll give you a $20 credit along with that. So thank you go ahead check them out i'm telling you right now i've been playing over there it is a good spot to go especially on showdowns there's like eight thousand dollars the first and those contests never fill because nobody's pumping super draft on a random thursday night and even better nobody's thinking about super draft on a sunday night after all the main slates are trying to chase their bets on prize picks they're trying to chase their bets over on DraftKings with lineups they don't think about super draft and that five to eight thousand dollar first contest fills at literally like 65 to 70 percent so go check it out let's now slide over transition to the wide receivers the top wide receiver values are currently on the screen it's going to be two value plays and a stud that should be priced as a sub but he's not. So the first one we can talk about is KJ Osborne, Cooper Cup, and McCole Harmon for those of you that are on the podcast right now. So let's start with KJ Osborne. Osborne I thought was maybe fool's gold last week. I saw he ran 47 routes. I saw that they were playing Arizona so they're probably playing from behind. I should have thought better of it. I had him projected out decent like 7 to 8 fantasy points but now I have him projecting out for double digit fantasy points at 10.9. He scored the big touchdown but it wasn't just a deep touchdown. He still saw five catches. He still saw a decent target share. He now has an 8 out of 7.7 which is solid. It's a spot where there's some upside with that A dot averages up the target but also a high completion percentage seeing six targets per game through the first two games he has a solid matchup this week no matter where it looks like and he's probably still going to go out there and run at least 35 routes they're probably going to have to throw the ball a ton leading to probably five to seven more targets for kj osborne and the price point hasn't adjusted at this point kj osborne is a highly producing third receiver on minnesota who clearly has to throw a lot in these games with high team totals should be at least 4k probably 44 to 4,600 maybe even 4,800 would be a fair price point KJ Osborne is going to have at least a five pound advantage on all the defenders of Seattle this week so the Osborne value is mainly a factor of the price right he's so cheap it's not really a super draft play he's just so cheap at at 3,500 and it projects out decent for you like it's the top value for a reason but number two is just it's just throw your hands in the air like you just don't care the party here Cooper Cup our number 14th ranked receiver coming into the year and he's looking fantastic the number one overall receiver in fantasy right now look Cooper Cup is way 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 too cheap based on my projections right now cooper cup should be about $7,500 he's $6,800 cooper cup is my second highest projected player only behind tyree kill right now and i might even have to nerf it like i i nerfed it a little bit just based on the fact that they're playing in these high total games with his high target share like his target share is insane right now i do think that balances out to tyler higby and robert woods and maybe some running backs as the year goes on so when you nerf that down a little bit to try and expect him to not have this insane 30 plus percent target share well then yeah it does look a little bit better a little bit lower of a projection but it still makes him my number two Overall value right now averaging 10 targets per game has an 8 out of 8.9 getting deep targets and intermediate targets this is him playing 75 percent of the snaps out of the slot he's absolutely dynamite right now the best guy they could potentially put on him is like ross Cockrell. like this is just such a good matchup for cooper cup yet again but also robert woods if you're looking for leverage you know, cooper cups gonna have an 18 pound advantage over ross Cockrell. it's a good spot for him here cooper cup at 6800 is gonna be the chalk again last week he hit as the chalk which means a lot more people are like oh he, he was the main guy who paid off in my lineup last week with a 30 plus Point thirty nine point game. I'm going to play him again this week. You could be damn sure he's probably going to be, if not the highest owned wide receiver, a top two wide owned wide receiver, but probably the highest owned play in the league. And then the third player here gets you some really cheap exposure if you didn't want to go the Clyde edwards route and probably even a higher ceiling in McCole Hardman at thirty nine hundred dollars. Hardman's been playing fine. He has eleven targets and eight catches so far in the season, and he's only thirty nine hundred. And we know he has the massive upside. So my projection on Hardman here, it looks good. It looks like a really good way to get exposure to that game. I don't think he'll pick up massive ownership, but at eleven I mean, he might be like twelve percent owned. Which is not insane ownership like when you're starting to become 15 to 18 to 20 plus percent on that starts to become chalk 12 to 10 percent, i'm fine with that i think that's where he comes in because kj osborne's on the slate right next to him at 11.4 in a projection it looks really really good on DraftKings. look i like it a lot from McCole harman he's seeing five and a half targets per game so far he has eight receptions for 74 yards so at the very worst i mean his projection is so far in the year he's been averaging like seven or eight fantasy points he has a nice aid out of 11.5 yards this is eventually going to click instead of byron pringle and demarcus robinson getting the big deep touchdowns it's going to McCole mccall harman out of the slot he'll see a lot of michael davis who has a lot about 1.4 yards per route run which is is a good metric for McCole harman that's a pretty high number at this point Harman ran 59 routes so you can expect Harman in this one to be basically an every down player he's going to probably run in this game since the tie scoring 35 routes he's probably going to see in this game seven to eight targets if he can bring in five to six of those right there he's probably already paying off for 10 to 12 fantasy points but he has the upside of the touchdown attached to patrick mahomes we'll take McCole harman right now he might be my favorite value over kj osborne because he's just more secure he's, he's the third option just like kj osborne is in his past attack but he's in a better offense with a higher team total and a better quarterback attached to him and also 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 he's probably gonna be lower owned and let's transition to tight ends and close it up but please as we do hit the like button two seconds and hit the subscribe button we have now the tight end values on the screen the first guy's gonna make a gag the second guy's gonna say that touchdown should have stood and the third guy's gonna say yeah we get it it's Darren Waller he's got a huge penis so Tyler Higbee, Jared Cook and Darren Waller there's your top three guys right now Tyler Higby number one he only had one catch last week Sal he still played 100% of the snaps he still ran around on basically every single drop back I don't know why they didn't target him oh yeah probably because cooper cup was busy scoring 50 plus yard touchdowns and they didn't have to throw the ball all that much now with henderson banged up sony michelle back there maybe they throw the ball a little bit more maybe a team will actually now try to scheme away cooper cup we'll see if they're able to do it in tampa bay you think that would be the team that actually could with their safety play and their cornerback play and carlton davis we'll see though if carlton davis moves into the slot but tyler higby still grades out as a great play look i know he did not produce last week i think that'll be more like an outlier as the season goes on because he had the exact same usage as week one they just didn't use him last week i do not know why i cannot tell you why now the overall routes run of 50 ranks 17th on the season and that doesn't sound that great but uh, 56 if you ran 56 routes you're number nine so it's like the difference of just a couple of routes like three routes per game so it's not that big of a drop off so Higby at 11.8 i do think he'll be lower owned because he was chalk last week he was one of the highest two owned tight ends with noah font last week and he fell flat on his face so people will run away from it if tyler higby is low owned yet again as my number one tight end value i'm fine to get there in gbps i think he's a fine cash play as well even though he looked terrible last week i think it's okay he's still seeing this elite usage being used in the slider out wide about 50 percent of the time he has a positive 25% matchup advantage against Devin White. Devin White is a great linebacker overall, but if you're talking about in coverage, there's going to be a 20-pound advantage here for Tyler Higby. It's fine if you don't want to go there. I'm not going to push it on you. Number two would be Jared Cook. Jared Cook, who could have had another big game last week, right? He's running a ton of routes out there. He's top 10 in routes run right now. He has 13 targets through two games and eight catches for 84 yards. If he gets in the end zone last week right now, we're talking about Jared Cook as a top four fantasy, top three, somewhere around that range. Fantasy tight end for DraftKings so far because of these price points. And the price point doesn't change. And he's still going to run a ton of routes. He's averaging 30 routes run per week. He's basically the number three pass-catching option on this team. An 8 out of 8.2 with a 46-pound advantage on Daniel Sorensen this week is going to be just, mwah, mwah, just kisses against the number 32-ranked defense in Kansas City. A positive 39% advantage. He's been used as a wide receiver in the slot or out wide. of the time jared cook has always been good whether it's with Derek Carr, whether it's with the packers no matter where he goes whether it's with the saints for a year he's always been solid this year it looks even better as this passing offense just ranks so pass heavy over expectation so yet another cheap way to get exposed to that kansas city and chiefs in that chargers game like this is going to be a very highly owned lineup stack probably and maybe not highly owned because it's a full-on game stack but popular at least among sharp people in in smaller field higher dollar contests it's going to be justin herbert jared cook keenan Allen run it back on the opposite side with tyree kill and who who stunk last week and maybe won't be as highly owned in cooper cup they'll go to him at a similar projection for the cheaper and mccall Harmon. like that's something that i think find, i find really appealing and then the last player we will talk about is the man who leads all the tight ends and routes run who leads them in targets who leads them in fantasy points it's darren waller darren waller is so damn good that even without a big multiplier or any multiplier at all over under uh super draft right now he is still my highest projected guy by five points He is a 1.3x multiplier somehow he is the best tight end play over on super draft right now again use that code south for a free 20 bucks the contest will not fill your best chance of winning money is indeed on super draft right now until those contests start to fill waller leads all tight ends with 92 routes run right now just an insane running like 46 routes a week he has 25 targets which is five more than any other tight end 15 receptions 170 yards and a touchdown he's a stud if you can afford him great i usually can't afford him but this week there is some value like we just said in that chargers game you can get two 3k guys in uh, Jared cook and Nicole harman and maybe you can make it work out but there you go there's the top three values at each position let me know what you think in this video this is going to be a new wednesday maybe morning or afternoon video depending on how quick i can get it out but i appreciate you tuning into this one you all rock i'll see you in the next one be sure to like and subscribe before you go if you want all the updated projections because these values will likely change during the week maybe not dramatically but they will change during the week maybe even the top one does so be sure to get in on patreon the community of about 800 people strong the discord access ownership rankings projections all updated the lineup optimizer a bunch of other stuff matchup notes right now which the matchup notes are banging they are so damn informative and even more stuff for showdowns and a lot of other stuff so check it all out down below i appreciate you in advance i'll see you on the next one peace out gang